Here we go. Welcome to Only the Important Stuff. I am your host, Jeff Heinrich. My name is Jeff. It is Monday, February 20th, President's Day. Hopefully you're enjoying a nice day off of work. And if you're not, you must work for Russia. Uh, sick brag for you and your thousands of Russian Twitter bots. Uh, thank you for checking out Only the Important Stuff. Super excited for today's episode for a bunch of reasons, but I think first and foremost, uh, one that will blow many people's minds is the fact that I have never technically met this guest. Uh, despite spending, I would say, many, many, many evenings together shooting the shit, talking shit, getting drunk, and in general just fucking around, one of the members of the COD squad... Mr. Daltonius Jabronius McQueenus. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, you got them all. You Perfect. Them all. Welcome to the pod, brother. How you doing? I'm good. I was wondering if you were going to lead with that or we're going to get into the fact that this is, besides our Vikings FaceTimes, the longest that I've ever looked at your face. Right? Isn't yeah. that weird? Wild. Wild. Um, Technology's cool. I, you know, I would say that this is that's going to blow a certain portion of my listenership's collective mind, particularly my mom's. Uh, the fact that we've never met in person, but honestly, dude, like, feel like I've known you for a long time. You know, we've been playing video games for fucking year and a half now together. Um, especially once you like got into Rocket League, and then I. Right agreed to get into cod <laughs> and it's the best thing that you've ever done it it's uh it's been fun i i will say that like last night was fucking awesome when all six of us were able to hop and shit spent i mean yeah you just got six you got six kids coming down and looking at the at the tree at christmas morning i mean we're just giddy all night we're giddy and into the morning yeah seriously you know five six hours of you know foolhardy Tom foolishness fucking off. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And, and that's probably why it seems like we actually know each other, which we do, but right. We, I mean, I don't know at least one night a week, it's five, six hours of nothing but good times and yeah. good conversation. It's great. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. yeah and again, as you mentioned, right? Like this is probably the first time, like we're going to like, just fucking talk right and that's why i'm super excited to have you on because we've talked a ton and i've gotten a lot of glimpses of your life so far and i think we have a lot in common you know good and bad uh fortunately mm -hmm. unfortunately right and i'm looking forward to like getting to know you better brother and you know a few times we've had some serious conversations on uh, when we when we do hop I've, I've always appreciated like your insight and your thoughtfulness on things uh whether i agree with them or not it's uh, you you have a, a good perspective, uh, honestly, that I just wasn't expecting, um, primarily because of your age, and that's on me, right? Like, that's me thinking, like, people who are younger than me don't know shit about dick, and, you know, they can't have interesting thoughts, and, you know, <laughs> fucking arrogant of me, I get it, I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, so I'm excited no, to no, talk in, more In about your it. defense, most most are, but I mean, <laughs> you, you found one of one, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Absolutely. Just kidding. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Are you ready for your quote unquote introduction? You know what? I, so you texted me just the other night and I was like, okay, I'm thinking about all the podcasts cause I listen to all of them obviously. Yeah. And then like, it struck me this morning. I'm like, shit, 
he's going to have an introduction for me. And then, it, you know, I thought a little longer and I was like, he's never met me. What? <laughs> what is, so yes. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. I, I'm just going to say this. I got your address having never you met you. If you, you don't do think I address. can find shit out about you without ever having physically met you, you have lost your mind, brother. <laughs> you do have my address. You have sent me things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's true. Yeah. So first, you know, I've alluded to it a little bit here. Dalton just got his driver's license. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Don't tell, don't tell my mom I'm in my garage drinking. She doesn't know. <laughs> No, uh, and, and it, that's not a slight, right? Like you're, you're, you're 27. Seven. I was going to say, yeah, 27. Right. Um, yeah. so a little bit of a gap there, but you know, again, that's why when we've talked about things, I'm like, God damn, look at the good for him. Right. Like he's, he knows where he's at. He knows where he wants, where he's going, what he wants to do, all this shit. So yeah. And you got your whole fucking life ahead of you, brother. Like, <laughs> I say yeah. that in jest and out of jealousy because I remember being 27 <laughs> once. Uh, was- secondly, highly susceptible to the couch monster. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Recliner monster, couch monster, floor monster. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm a guy who operates needs that six to seven, and I wake up early. So, you know, when it hits that nine, nine thirty. That's Betty by time, and that's just when the rest of you guys are getting geared up. So I've made some adjustments from time to time, but I do. Yeah, no, it ain't good. I ain't proud of it. It's not a resume builder by any means. But the- <laughs> hey, like the the positive for you is that other people in the squad have also fallen victim to the couch monster. So like you got off and- the hook. And are no I longer know. the lone And when it happens, now. I don't say a word when it happens. <laughs> I feel a little proud. I just I just sit back, I let the shark circle, and I and I stay out of it. It's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. So backstory, he has fallen asleep while we are playing video games before, which is an impressive Double skill because it's pretty high it's pretty fast paced. <laughs> yeah. But we are drinking heavily, so there's that. Yeah, I'll blame it on that. We'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, Dalton loves freedom. I do. I do love freedom. I do. I, I don't want to mess with my Wi-Fi connection, but I'm sitting in a garage full of American flags. And, yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm admiring your hat. It's a great hat. Thank you, sir. Where else would you want to live? Where would you want to live? Russia? Yeah. You already you already talked on Russia in the opening. Good luck. Yeah, not living in in Russia. That's for damn sure. Uh, and I appreciate the snaps on like the Fourth of July when fireworks are going off left and right. You know, not everybody loves fireworks. I think like you and I do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, there's a, a shared respect and appreciation for the boom booms. Right. No. Yeah. We we definitely have that same blood running through us. It's get a little emotional, right? I know you and uh, you and Ross talked about Chris. We're on a first name basis. Chris and I uh, rocking the national anthem the other evening, Super Bowl. That was iconic. I'll say. I'll say iconic. For Incredible. Sure. For sure. Absolutely. That was smooth as shit. Um, it's also a state champion football coach. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I've been multi? super. What's that? Are you a multi-state champion football coach? I feel like you are, A right? couple. Yep, a couple now. Yep. Sick brag. Yep. Uh, 20. <laughs> you made me brag. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. Uh, yeah, 2020 and then this year, this past year, 2022. Incredible talent. Not coaching uh, at all. I mean, incredible, like, stupid talent yeah you had nothing to do with it i'm sure i'm sure you didn't give anybody any insight or you know help any of those kids in any way you just stand there you wear the gear you rock the beard and it's more of an intimidation factor yeah i said you know i just go go have fun do your best have fun little pat on the helmet slap on the ass they did the the rest yeah good for them this year though dude you, you got to talk about like the game a little bit. I got to, we got to touch on that, right? Like obviously we all knew about it because we were watching it. Super excited for you. Um, but dude, that kicker. Right. You're a Vikings yeah. fan as well, right? And so <laughs> how, yeah, so you- when you watch this high school kicker <laughs> kick five field goals of what were they like 45 plus yards? Yeah, yeah, they were all uh, – well, not all of them, yeah, but a couple 45, 42, one little 28, which that, you know, 28-yard field goal, that stings a little bit yeah. for us Vikings fans. And then the last one, yeah, that was uh, 45 as well. But, yeah, crazy. Great. Well, first, let's rewind a little bit. Yes. I mean, Jeff mentioned it. I had – Every single week, I had I had you guys rooting for me. That was just awesome, especially since I've only met, which we should back we should back that up. So there's six yeah. of us in the COD squad. Yeah, three. There's six of us in the COD. Six of us in the COD squad. I've met Ryan, obviously. I've met Ben once. Went up to the went up to the lakes with Ben. Had a great time. Um, we think that I've met Ty. We think I've met Ty uh, when they were in in minneapolis you think you've been in the same room as him yes not yeah, necessarily that you put. met <laughs> that's a better way to put it so i'm, I'm gonna mark a big old asterisk on that so i've only met half of them i haven't met you haven't met justin um you have you know, been in, in the person. same city as justin when he's there well, let's not get justin fired up <laughs> <laughs> but anyways Having yeah, having that support every week. You guys texting me, reaching out, and you know I grab my phone at the end of the game, and there's just like 30, 30 to realistically seventy text messages because we're middle school girls and we text nonstop. It's just crazy. It's awesome. But yeah, yeah, that that game was nuts. You guys were all tuned in. Um, super emotional obviously coming down to the last second field goal is a 45 yarder in Memorial stadium. If the listeners don't know what Memorial stadium is. It's a 98,000 seat stadium where the Huskers play. Just, you know, it, it's like a movie. It was like a movie, oh, I I bet, a movie which is really cool. I bet it was a great game too. It was back and forth. Like you guys jumped out to a lead. They came kind of storming back in the second half and yeah, you're fucking kicker. I, and it, it, that's 
I'm overshadowing all the other amazing performances that occurred on your team there by talking about this guy. Uh, so I apologize to the rest of your players. But, yeah, it was, it was like watching that. I'm just sitting here thinking, God, this high school kid, and hearing the announcers talking about him hitting 57-yard field goals. I'm like, God, yeah. this kid's 17, 18 years old, and the Vikings can't pay somebody to do this? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> he, he kicked he kicked a 60-yarder in practice the night before. He just looks over at our kicking coach. It's like, all right, we're ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're ready, bud. I think you're ready. It's pretty sweet. But, yeah, that was a that was a fun one. Just a bunch of Division One talent on both sides of the ball and Division Two and NAI. You had the whole gamut. But very lucky, very lucky to be a part of that, small part. I mean – Fuck it, we're talking about coaching. So, like, I assume you played sports since you're a coach, right? Yeah, yeah, I played. What'd you uh, play in high school? Like, yeah, I played. I played. I played football in high school. I did track in high school through. Uh, obviously, I was a I was a, I was a chubby kid. Um, so I, did, I didn't do any of that running business. Oh yeah, Fuck yeah. I was a I was a big old boy. Um, let's see. I played basketball my freshman year, and then not after that. Baseball, same deal. Uh, not after that. But, yeah, sports, man. You can't beat it. So, like, okay, so played sports in high school, right? Like, obviously, I think, like, everybody. That's And, honestly, like, having played beyond that, that's the best. It's the best time to play it. Like, the pressure's low. Uh, it's with the people you've grown up with your entire life. Like, you know that they've got your back and all that shit, right? It, it, it's, the, it's the stuff of movies, right? It's the shit of dreams, all that stuff. Um, and I think if you if you asked, like, Pat Mahomes, he'd say the same thing, right? Like, playing high school ball was probably his favorite experience of his life because it was fun. It wasn't a job. wasn't all this work. Um so, like, you fell in love with sports, and I'm assuming, like, all it brought to you, is that, like, what brought you or got you into coaching and said, I want to kind of, like, pass that on, or was there some other reason? Or you were just yeah, for, yeah, yeah, definitely. Everything you said. I mean, high school sports are so – because your world in high school is so small. For sure. Right? So, if, if you're the sports guy in that small world, like, you're on top of the world. So, yeah, I mean, you fall – it's pretty easy to fall in love with them if you had any type of positive experience whatsoever, which I was fortunate to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I had, I had a couple of football coaches that were definitely, like, huge mentors to me. And yeah. I, I had a few, like, NAIs, like the Morningsides and the Dorts and the, and the Northwesterns, kind of schools in my neck of the woods that sure. offered, me, offered me to play, but – I just wanted to go to the cheapest school possible and make money while I, while I got my degree. So I, you know, I turned that down, but yeah, definitely coaches in high school. And then when I went to college, I jumped into coaching while I was in school. I coached the the high school team in my, in my small college town of Wayne, Nebraska. Oh, okay. So you went to Wayne state. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I used to play them. Always a fun trip down there. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. So you were coaching in high school. So you're like a year or two older than these kids. Yeah, which is weird. How'd Super that go? Weird. Yeah, just like really, really weird. Um, and I didn't have facial hair then. And <laughs> I didn't have like 
I had a, always had a widow's peak, so that always aged me a little bit. But now I have a widow's peak plus a receding airline, so it makes me look even older. But I didn't then. So like, I looked just baby-faced right next to other baby faces. And no, but it was good. It was good. Once you got through the bullshit and, and things, it, sure. it, it was good. I learned a lot from from those times. But yeah, it was weird for sure. Yeah. So like, why do you... Talk to me about coaching, right? Because, like, you coach at, uh, I'll just say it's a prestigious high school, right? And you send me snaps occasional, occasionally. And before I knew, like, what it was, first one I saw, I was like, Jesus Christ, this dude coaches at a damn college. Like, yeah. it's the, high school football has changed dramatically since when I was in there. Obviously, folks, I'm old, right? Yeah. Uh, I, everybody knows that. Um, and it blows my mind, like how much it has changed. But like when I played the uniforms we wore were the same ones that, that were worn in the seventies. Right. Like, yeah. You're absolutely. And, and me too. I mean, I don't know that there was a ton of change from when you played dive, when I played, Sure, you know, you, you could have some technology changes with helmets and things like, but like, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I was in high school right when huddles started rolling out. Okay. I remember we had huddle as a team, but I never really knew like what it was. And now huddle is everywhere. Every kid and their, and their parent and dog has a huddle and it's just crazy. Um, but yeah, I think you nailed it. That's just like the, the lay of the land. I mean, people, kids are, you talk about it with other guys is when they're not at school for their team, um, their school team, I guess I should say they're training, uh, with an individual trainer or they're in seven on seven from 8 PM to 10 PM. And it, I mean, these kids probably work harder than college athletes. It's, it's nuts because their schedules aren't set up for all the additional stuff where college athletes, their schedules are tenured to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Do you, so I'm assuming you didn't do any of that shit either right like the additional uh trainers you know all this extra stuff the specialization at an early age you're at a uh, big no i'm from i'm from sheldon iowa so my okay. individual training was working on the farm yeah right <laughs> population five thousand no yeah we didn't have we didn't have that there was some i think there was like one or two athletes who were like super gifted that would like drive to Sioux Falls or whatever and get personal training when I was in high school. Okay. Um, but yeah, now, now it's where I'm at in the Omaha Metro. It's on you're you're in the minority. If you're not getting some type of training yeah. um, from somewhere else. Yeah. And so, and again, you coach at this school that has won a, a lot, right? Just want to stay title. Like these kids, like it's full of division one athletes so do you think like a lot of that is due to that additional training and specialization or these kids were athletic as shit anyways, and they probably would have gone on. This just, just made them better at this stage in their life. Yeah. Oh man, that's really good. Um, I think probably in my opinion, it's the, the latter, um, I mean, the we, yeah, Westside's gone to the state championship four times in the last four years. Um, so it's just like, yeah, 
really, really good athletes, really good culture going. And then when they go to these individual, um, these individual trainings, they're just, you know, it's, it's icing on the cake, but honestly, our best athletes are the ones that are playing baseball and wrestling and, mm-hmm. and football, you know what I mean? So, or track or what yeah. have you. So while the individualization training or whatever you want to call it is cool. And, and I think there's a place for it. I don't know personally how big of an impact it has. I know there'll be people that disagree, but you know, well, you know I mean, I it, like hard work, right. Cause it, it's additional work. Like it definitely helps. I'm not like I've, it's something I've wrestled with. Right. And you've heard me talk about like how crazy I think some parents get, and some kids get like sucked into it and you kind of like lose the, um, you know, the dreamlike state of youth sports and the fun of it when you turn it into that, in my opinion, but obviously it helps, right? Like there's always sports where just like the repetition and the fine tuning will make a difference. But I always wonder if the amount of effort that you put in to get that is worth it, right? Is the juice worth the squeeze, right? How much better are they actually getting from that versus just being an athlete? Right, yeah. And I think we talked about it last last night. Like, at what point is it information overload? Mm-hmm. And we weren't talking about sports, but there's so much. Like, you have your trainer telling you one thing, your head coach at school telling you another, the position coach telling you another, your seven-on-seven coach telling like – these kids are 15, 16, 17 years old. That's, that's a lot for anybody, let alone a, a kid. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah. So what's like the biggest challenge coaching like kids now with all this information and access to huddle, as you mentioned, which is a, essentially like a film sharing service where, you know, they can watch all their plays and get, you know, spend time watching film off, off the, site right like off the practice facility um you know what's what's that like for you compared to when you were playing like what's is what's the biggest challenge i would say the biggest challenge is putting yourself in their shoes in terms of it is so easy to get in trouble like it's so easy to get in trouble Mm -hmm. like if we if if you and i did the things that we did back then and on, you know, we address the age gap, but we didn't have half the shit or it wasn't used as much, all the social media and stuff, but everything's, everything's filmed. Everything's talked about. Everything's tweeted. There's burner accounts on Twitter. So you, you got 16 year olds hiding behind a fake name and tweeting out stuff that they saw and who did what to who and so easy to get in trouble. So I guess the hardest thing would, would be, you know, setting up that culture where you're just not going to, um, be a target or be available for, for that to come back on you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, it's just, it's just wild. Like I would, I would have been screwed Absolutely. if Twitter and all these fake accounts and Snapchat were as big in when I was in school. hundred percent. Right. Like, they like don't... I think, yeah, it's, it's just nuts. Yeah. Just like the realization of this shit lives on forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Christ, I'm, I'm an adult and I'll say things at times that I'm like, eh, probably shouldn't have said that in that situation. Right. Imagine being 15, all hormoned up, right. Coming off a big game or a bad loss. 
or your girlfriend breaks up with you or somebody like disrespects you in the hallway and having access to be able to light the world on fire. Right. Right. At least that's what you think you're doing when in reality you're just lighting your own world on fire. No. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So yeah, getting, getting a grip on that. And I mean, once you, once you kind of set the roadmap, you know, set the roadmap for your guys and you get guys to buy into that, it becomes less of a problem, but it's still always there. It's like the devil in your pocket. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can, you can always, always, you're you're this close to messing up at all times. And you, and there's still kids, a a kid brain. So yeah, no, you're, yeah, but you're right. Right. Like there's still kids. There's still kids are going to do kid shit. Right. And they're going to make mistakes like, and hopefully not big ones that impact them for the rest of their life, but they're going to do stupid shit. Like, People on your team probably drank during the year, right? They just, uh, and I hate to say you're like telling them to be smart about it, right? But that's that like that that's the that's what we did, right? Like we had to be smart about it if we were going to do something that we knew we shouldn't be doing. They just have more things to trip them up along the way now, right? Yeah, yeah. It takes yeah, it takes one person, you know, pulling out the phone, sending a five second video or even one picture to somebody else. And all of a sudden your five key starters are out. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's very real. Um, so, you know, remembering that at the same time as remembering their kids and yeah, trying to piece that together is, is yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky for sure. What's the most exciting part of like coaching them? Oh man, just the, I mean, the relationships are awesome. They're great kids. You get, I mean, we have <laughs> one of our good friends makes a calendar for all of our friends every year, like a picture calendar, yeah. you know, what is that shutterfly calendar? Um, and we have pictures of football players playing with Luca, my daughter on our calendar. Um, it just, yeah, it, it means the world to you. That's the most exciting part. I mean, seeing the D1 offers come through, especially when you're from a small town and you're not used to or didn't grow up seeing that. Yeah. Like the, the hottest athlete in our, our, our town went to SDSU and he was like the best athlete to ever come there. So seeing offers from, I don't know, you name it, um, any D1 college come through is exciting, but it doesn't, it doesn't touch the relationships with the kids. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you're also a teacher. Yeah. For a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that, but you've been a teacher for what? How many years? Uh, five, five years. Yeah. Yep. Shaping America's youth. Something like that. Try not to screw them up any more than they already are. Right. That there you go. I know. I know. Like one of Ben's like things, he always asks you, he's like, are they really pretending to be cats in school? <laughs> not that not that I've experienced. I mean, they'll wear like some some kids will wear like headbands with ears on them, but it's not like they're purring and pissing in a box, right? You know, like they're just I don't know <laughs> Halloween fans in the middle of May. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, also, big fan of Dave. I love Dave. Love Dave. Love Dave's stories. If you, I mean, your listeners know of Dave. What a hoss. What a hoss. And by hoss, I mean horse. 
He's our house horse. Uh, you can see behind me. See that like plastic sheeting and how it's. Yeah, that's where he got hungry, didn't he? Yeah, he ripped that off the ceiling. One. Yeah, I was gonna say people who can't see that plastic sheeting is on the ceiling. It's insane. It's a it's a dog. It's insane, but yeah, no, big fan of Dave. I always appreciate you and your shout outs for Dave and tell. No, I can't wait to meet Dave. I can't wait to slap a saddle on that son of a bitch and you know ride him into the city. No, uh, yeah, absolutely, dude. Uh, and you probably could. He likes standing between legs. So there we go. Perfect, there perfect go. Uh, relationship for you. Um, Great. But no, I, so I, I obviously reached out to people trying to like dig some dirt. Mez is really slow to respond. So I'm going to. That dude sucks at texting. He sucks at texting. He's better than my brother. I will give him that. So, that is true. That's uh, absolutely true. But no, so. In light of that, or in lieu of that, in lieu of me having 20 years of knowledge of who you are, let's just fire off some questions here. What are you drinking tonight, first and foremost? Yeah, yeah, I'm, and you've heard us talk about it, both Mez and I. Can you guess? Do you remember what we're... Is that Cedar Ridge? You got it, baby. Cedar Ridge. Cedar Ridge. Big bourbon. And it might, you know what, it, it is a bourbon, and it is good. It is really good. I call it my favorite. Um, it's probably more sentiment. It, it's sentimentality too. It was, uh, let's see. It was when Shelby and Ryan um, lived in Iowa city. It's a distillery not far from their place and Ryan and, and our father-in-law and, and I, we went there and it was a great afternoon. Great afternoon. Did the whole tour at a wood fire grill, got some bomb wings and just a great dude. Great day. So Love that. Love that. Favorite food? Favorite food? Oh, I'll stick with the wings. Wings okay. or ribs. Okay. Wings or ribs. Well, those are really different. They are. You're right. But are you? I'll tell you what. My my aunt and uncle, and this was one of my one of my first gigs outside of helping on the farm. Um, they they owned a restaurant and they had a rib a ribs and wings platter. And all, oh man, it was the best thing ever. So they put them together and it was like, now that's America, right? It is good. Are you a dry rub or a, a wet sauce guy? You bet. Which, Absolutely. Yep, okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> good. 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 Good to know. Uh, best place to have a beer. All right. Are you okay? All right. Like location or are you doing situational beers? Situational like beer. In, in back even. Yeah. Situational. I would say the beer where you got, you got people in town. It's Friday after work. They're there until Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. Nothing's happened yet. Right. And the the festivities, the excitement hasn't really started. You're at the pinnacle. Uh, You have so much to look forward to that first beer that you crack Friday before everything gets going that's that's probably my favorite one it's tough to beat right just the expect or the excitement for what's to come and knowing that it's starting now right right and And, yeah no matter what it is it's all ahead of sporting event vacation kicking off great it's great Absolutely. Love it. Uh, favorite sports movie. My next favorite, my next favorite oh, beers yeah. is all the other ones after that. Yeah. Well, there's, there's no bad place to have a beer or time. 
Um, You're right. Favorite sports movie? <clears throat> favorite sports movie? I thought about these a lot. I thought about these a lot. Uh, I'll give a shout out. While I'm thinking about the favorite ones, I'll give a shout out to the Mighty Ducks trilogies. Those shaped me growing up. Um, another movie, and God, I don't know if I'll label it my favorite, but I'll go with it for this for this one since you put me on the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the rookie, Dennis Quaid, the rookie, oldie but a goodie. I remember popping it in the VHS back in the day, countless times. Uh, I'm gonna go. With it. It's a dark horse. Uh, yeah, hey, it is a good one, and as a an older guy. Right, uh, who never, who never played, right? Who never got a shot, um, for a thousand reasons. Mainly, I just wasn't good enough. Um, right, like that's the dream, right? Like, yeah, I'll go out and throw BP, and then all of a sudden, one day, kids are like, "Damn, you throw hard! Like, you want to cut one loose? All right, kids, watch out!" Right? All you had, <laughs> had to do is throw against a uh, was the, he was throwing against like a, a speedometer. Remember yeah. that? He was out on, yes. the, out on the old dusty road. So you go find yourselves <laughs> one of those before long. The, uh, what is it? The, the Rangers? Yeah. I don't no. remember what it was. No, the twins are not going to call me. Uh, I'll hit maybe 75 nowadays and then my arm will fall off and I'll never play catch with my kids again. So <laughs> <laughs> you're doing that on priorities. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that dream has, has, has fallen by the wayside. Uh, you got any hidden talents? Oh, hidden talents. Oh, God. I can hum and whistle at the same time. Huh. You didn't see that coming, did you? That's ins- give it, give I don't it, know if the mic. I yeah, don't know if the give mic it a whirl. Let's up, see. But... Yeah, all, all I'm getting is the humming. <laughs> it's good. It's good, though. You'll have to trust me. Uh, yeah, I will. I'll trust you on that one. Love that. Love that. Uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's Dalton McQueen, folks. In a in a nutshell, there's nothing more you need to know about him. You got it all. That's see it. you guys. Well, yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh, no, uh, but moving on to I guess we would call it like the important stuff. You're a dad. Well, I am proudly, yeah, father Thank of you. one. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Luca, right? Shout out Luca. How, how old's yeah. Luca? She's going to be two here in a couple of weeks. March 3rd, she'll be two. God damn. I know it. So you had her, I mean, in, in my opinion, young, right? Like you're pretty yeah. young when you had her. Did you think you were ready to have a kid yet? No, 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 absolutely not. My wife thought we were ready for sure. <laughs> 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 and from there, what do you do? Um, but no, honestly, absolutely not. I, I, to be honest, so that was two years ago. I had already started and we're going to get to it. I'm sure thinking about like, if teaching was what I wanted to do forever, that's where your mind goes first. Right. Sure. Can, can I support my family now beyond just my wife? Mm-hmm. Um, so those thoughts were already back there. I think a little bit, um, and you know, maturity things. Uh, do I have what it takes? Am I actually mentally, um, you know, ready for this emotionally ready for this? Right. Uh, the answer is always no, by the way, 
for any listeners that don't have kids because who you can't be, you can attest to that. Right. Yeah. Oh dude, I was the same way. Right. Like I, you know, we had them late. My wife and I had them later in life. Um, and yeah, that was always one of the big hangups for me was, man, I can barely take care of myself. Right? I mean, I know I could, right. But I, it was, you know, I want to have this much money or I want to be at this level in my career. Uh, I need to get out of this debt or get this promotion first, buy a house first. And, you know, push came to shove and it ended up just, Hey, my dad's not doing well. Well, we should try and have one so he could see a grandkid or something, you know, and you just, you dive in and yeah, you're never ready. You just figure it the fuck out, you know, right? doesn't matter what age you are. Shit. Not that I advocate for teenagers to have children, but they do and they figure it out, you know, Um, for sure. For sure. It's in our DNA. So yeah, you know, I can't imagine, you know at that point for you, right? Like, all right, we're pregnant. We're having a kid. Like what was the, I'm going to pose to you the same question I posed to my brother, right? Like you're in the room, you're having, you know, she comes out, at least I'm assuming you were in the room. When Luke was born. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, Luca comes out. What's going through your head? Like what's your initial reaction if you have one? that you can remember what's going through my head honestly was holy cow she's got a huge head because she did her head was just (laughs) massive (laughs) she was you know she was stuck stuck in in a position for a while so it made her head you know it was was a big old head but i'm very task oriented so i was up by marty my wife um I, i was i was working an ice towel working a fan you know doing the whole thinking about what I'm saying, but you know, trying to be, there's nothing I can say type thing. Yeah. Um, just grateful. Uh, the, the, the first thought was grateful because I'm a very real person. I think when you lose somebody, you get even more real. Sure. Um, and just being totally in tune with the fact that this could go terribly wrong. Like this is, this is either going to be the best day or the worst day of my life that's honestly was something that I was thinking about. Sure. Um, which call it morbid, call it realistic. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but when she finally came out and she was, uh, well, I guess when she originally came out, her cord was wrapped around her neck. So she came out purple. So I guess that was my first thought was, Oh fuck. Worst day option. That's, that's what we chose here. Uh, but no, the, the doctor was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And, and got everything you know, taken care of. I can't imagine having that gig. I can't imagine having that gig. Right. Like this lady, this doctor was just, you know, she was just at the end of the bed. She was stretching because it was, she had just woken up for the day. We had been up all night, but she had just woken up for the day. This was breakfast for her. It was just, it was just crazy. Um, well, there's some ADD brain bouncing around. No, <laughs> but I mean, you're right, right? Like, thank God, right? Like that, that those people that do those jobs and they're in every profession, right? It's not mm-hmm. just doctors, right? The, anybody who can react under stress like that, that's just a byproduct of the, you know, years of training and practice, you know, being put into service and, you know, 
that's how it was in the military, right? They just drill it into you, like, this is what you do in these situations so that when they occur, you don't think about it, right? You just act. And, yeah, so thank God they exist because, as you mentioned, right, like, you've got all these crazy thoughts bouncing back and forth in your head of what to do, what, you know, what should I say, what shouldn't I say, is the fan in the right position, you know, is it inner ear or on her face, <laughs> right? Like, I, trust yeah. me, I was in the same boat, like, you know, I don't want to be too overbearing with the support versus not enough and not look like I give a shit, you know, like what's the balance I'm trying to strike here. And then you see that, right? Like, Oh fuck, what do I do? Like, it's just panic, right? Like yeah, having never been through it, you just go into panic mode. So yeah, like shout out to those people in those profession professions that can react quickly in those situations. So when you said like, best day or worst day you're talking about like the actual day itself um like what if this goes wrong like those thoughts were in your head like going into that day yeah i mean in those moments yeah i think they were yeah truth yeah for sure and yeah i'm totally in tune with the fact that that is probably a pretty negative way to look at things but i'm a best case scenario or worst case scenario thinker I've come to find out. Um, so yeah, that was definitely in the back of my mind. Um, and you, you try to shove that way in the back of your mind, but for sure it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely there. It's kind of how I kind of how I operate, which I think serves me good in some things and definitely hinders me in others. Um, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. That was definitely there. I know I look, dude, like I'm, I'm, guilty of that as well at times um i've been you know i've been called professionally right like the guy who always says no you know and it and i I always frame it i always try to frame it like look i'm not saying no i'm just poking holes let's try to eliminate as many holes in the dam before we build the fucker right like and that was how i approached becoming a dad like let's try and eliminate as many what ifs prior to that occurring and you know that's how i am with like fucking everything right and yeah it's it's uh it is a detriment i know that it is yeah i don't know i think we share that like if you're if you're planning something the first thing that you're thinking about or i'm thinking about is well what's gonna go wrong let's let's address what's gonna go wrong first Mm -hmm. let's get all those systems in place and then you know let's go through with it um yeah. But yeah, sorry, I cut you off. No, I mean, I, and I wish I had that brain that was like, think about what could go right. And like, that was yeah. where my initial thoughts would always go. I wish that was how I thought about things. And I'm sure there's, you know, really good therapists out there who could help me rewire this shit. <laughs> um, this is this is it, Jeff. This is our therapy. Only the important stuff. I, honestly, it's ha- it helps. It does help me, like, vocalize. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that. I didn't know if, you know, we're here now, so I'm not going to wait until the end of the podcast. So, like, what what have you gotten out of this from talking to people from all your different walks of life? You know, you talk to your brother, your brother's friends, your professional colleagues, your your, your soldier buddies, your everybody, right? How has that helped you? I guess if you don't want to dive in, we can... No edit and clip and paste but yeah no we'll just move on no um (laughs) yeah it's 
it honestly, I think it's helped me in like the most healthy way possible. I always thought of myself as um, not an outgoing person, right? I'm an mm-hmm. introvert. I don't like people. I don't like being around people. Um, but it it has helped me to realize how much energy I draw off of being around the people that I want to be around, right? And like really yeah. trying to like focus energy and efforts to that because you know, life short, right? I don't want to be in a job where I have to do a lot of shit that I, that I just don't like to do anymore with people that I don't want to be around. Like I, I'm not a slave to that job and that, you know, or a beholden to that, right? I, you can, you're the master of your own domain, right? Like be intentional with your actions. Um, shout out Ross Holly, right? And you know, surround yourself with those that you want to surround yourself with because like those are the people that are going to like lift you up and it definitely has right it it, i look forward to this you know jumping on with you anybody else who comes on this with ben right you know hanging out with the boys spending time with my wife spending time with kids like i definitely draw energy off of those things whereas i used to like think i didn't not didn't want to hang out with those people, but like didn't want to be around people. And unfortunately I was like lumping everyone into that. And that was really uh, irresponsible on my part. Not that I ever said no to my friends, right? Like I would always go to see them, but now I like make extra efforts. This being one of them to try and engage with them more on all fronts. Right. And it's the same with my kids and you know, my wife and everything. Right. Whereas Sadly, right, first five, ten years of of our relationship, a lot of it is, you know, we were, you know, we're in love with each other, we're doing our thing, but, you know, at night we're just sitting there watching TV. Yeah. You know, we we wouldn't talk a ton. Um, Not that I'm better at talking now, uh, but, you know, it's just when I have something to say, like, be intentional, like, talk to her. Like, talk to your friends, talk to your family, and be there. Because it, yeah. it, it helps me, because as I mentioned, right, like, I have a negative mindset on almost everything. Um, <clears throat> what can go wrong, right? Um, and so, well, let's focus on shit that makes you think positively. Best beer. The one right. where you're getting together with your friends and you're going to go out and have fun, right? Like, those moments that's what i want my life to be full of and so that's yeah. like what i've gotten the most out of this and yeah just being able to reconnect with a lot of people that i don't talk to as much um more than anything yeah that yeah that's awesome i think it comes through too just listening right but so like a couple th- like you kind of categorize the importance of you know different different sets of people in your life right that's great yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, like you get one trip. Yeah. And then you said it too. Like if you, you got something, you got something to say to somebody and something that I've been working on, you got something to say to somebody, send that text, you know, make that call. Just, yeah, just do it. That's great. I've done it with you a number of times throughout your podcast. I mm-hmm. remember, you know, just giving you the, Hey, this hit me. This was, this was awesome. Needed it this morning. Great way to start a Monday, whatever. Um, Absolutely. Back, back then, like, 
as men, I think you hold on to that stuff and you're like, this isn't, this isn't something a man does. You don't say, Hey, this was awesome. I love you for it. Thank you. Like, that's not, that's not like a manly thing to do, but why wouldn't you? Right. Right. Like those are the guys, right? Like I always joked, you know, I'll, you know, I'll bury a body for this motherfucker, but I wouldn't like tell him I love him. Yeah, exactly. Right? Well, what yeah. the, what, <laughs> you know, like what sense does that make? Right. And so, yeah, like just being more supportive of my friends when I can be, uh, you know, they're all doing well. They don't need my support. Um, but you know, just reaching out, haven't talked to this person in a while. I'm going to shoot them a text, you know, or, Hey, you want to jump on the podcast? What are we going to talk about? Fucking nothing, man. We're just going to drink and shoot the shit. Right? Yeah. Like, that's all it is. And so, yeah, just... So that's what this has given me, probably more than anything, like the insight that it's given me. Yeah, man. Thanks for that question. And an avenue, an avenue to do it, too. A hundred percent. That's awesome. Because that's what we all look for, right? Is Especially when you're a parent. Right. As we were talking, right. It's, it's so easy to just become consumed with being a parent and being that person in your family. Well, that's not entirely healthy all the time because that shit's hard. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like you don't go to war for 20 straight years. They rotate you out. Yeah. Not that being a parent is a war, but it's a struggle and yeah, it I mean, yeah. changes constantly from their personalities to, you know, your jobs to health, you name it. Right. So it's, you, you have to find these things, not that your family doesn't bring you joy. It definitely does. But you know, we all have these like escapes and so find some escapes and take advantage of them. If it's golfing, uh, going hunting, boating, playing video games, doing this, whatever it is, pick up a phone, call somebody, go grab a beer, right? That shit. That's the shit. Sure. And it gets harder and harder as you get older. So um, as as the kids get older and they get more involved and whatnot. Yeah, I can only imagine. I can't even, yeah. yeah. You send snaps of Jack sitting there playing PlayStation, and I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> This dude's my friend, and he's got a kid playing PlayStation. I don't even, this dude's got a whole world of problems that I don't have to think about for what seems like a lifetime, but it'll be a blink of an eye. It happens so quick, my man. Yeah. It happens so quick. Yeah, that's for sure. I know I was not expecting that this year, but here we are. Here we are. So what's the best part so far for you being a dad? Oh, man. I actually had somebody ask me this at work the other day, so I'm kind of ready for it, I guess. And I think the best part about being a parent is realizing how, and this might sound wrong to some people, but realizing how insignificant and maybe insignificant isn't the right word, but I'll go with insignificant, insignificant your life actually is like your what used to be your big problems are no longer even problems at all. Cause you're just not, you don't give the energy to those things. Um, I, I guess the, the best part about being a parent is the, yeah, the perspective. So it, your entire perspective on everything gets flipped on its head 
It used to be me, me, me. Even when you're married uh, to an extent, it's me, me, me. Um, because you can dedicate that time to your, to your spouse. And at the end of the day, you still have whatever else time you want that can just be yours. But it's just, yeah, you, you realize how insignificant your problems actually are um, because you're just not worried about them. You, you got this entire other being that consumes your every, every moment of every day. Um, so that's been the best for me aside from all the unbearably cute things and, and, <laughs> and whatnot, but yeah, Absolutely. you get it a hundred percent, right? Like that's a, yeah. Every, oh, you know, it's, it's so great to see them grow up. Well, okay. Right. Like I, unless you're just a shithead. Right. Everybody's going to say that, but that's, it's so true what you said, right? Like, and I don't think that that's like an unnatural viewpoint to have prior to having kids is my life is my life. No, yeah. I think that's totally normal. What else are you supposed to think? You don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. You're you're the leading man or woman in your movie up until that point. You know what I'm saying? We talked about it earlier. I mean, in high school, your world's small. And I think until no, this is no shade at all to people who don't have kids, but I think until you have kids, your world may not be small, but it's targeted or it's directed um, towards you still. Um, yeah. There's just a whole different, it's a whole different universe. Yeah. It's very narrowly focused on making yourself happy for the most part. Yep. Right. Like there's always those people you know, and they're better than me. I admit it wholeheartedly. Like those people who very unselfishly had always given more of themselves to others and other causes prior to something like that, you know, good for them, man. Cause that takes a unique individual to do that until you have, unfortunately, one of these like life changing experiences, whether it's near death or a child or something along those lines, right? Like, I think it's normal, right? If, you, if you're if you not growing up without something like that, yeah, well, shit, of course I'm going to be the next pitcher for the Minnesota Twins and, you know, great radio star and blah, blah, and then life hits you in the face and you realize, oh, shit, that's not it. So, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's totally, yeah, like I said, no slight at all. I think that's totally, and I would still be that way. I can confidently say I would right. still be in that same boat. That's why it's, I'm like super, I try to stay like super connected to Justin right now. Right. We all made fun of him a lot just about how like his life, right. Guy was going out all the time, always at bars, at happy hours. Hanging Justin out. attends 365 weddings every single year. Right. It's insane. Yeah. He's the most popular Good wedding, on. and he's not a wedding crasher. That's what's wild, <laughs> right? No, he has invites. You know, he's going. He's he's well. Courtney's probably scanning. She's scanning the uh, <laughs> the what are those things called. Yeah. No, the buying what people want. Yeah. The, whatever. <laughs> the hell. Yeah. No, they're, they're legit. Yes, for sure. But they're gone. Yeah, I would three hundred sixty-five every year. Good so, on. Yeah. So just like talking to him, how's it going? Oh man, you know, we're doing A, B, C, or D, you know, and just really struggling to get his head around what's next with 
with you know with their new child right and the struggles yeah, they're going through right and he's then, talked about yeah, it. remembering that it's so different for everybody is is correct yeah it's a ride it's a ride absolutely man um so are you going to have any more kids what do you think you, you want are yeah you, are i mean good god, with one or you want god like willing nine? god willing god willing we'd have we'd have i'd be good with one more um i was always not that i thought about it a lot but i always thought three would be cool but i think two would be perfect for me um and i think we could get yeah i don't know i don't know what's but, the boss thing? yeah that would be a conversation that we would really need to dive into. We're kind of just one at a time, one at a time thinkers, right? Okay. Okay. One at a time thinkers. There's no, there's no guarantee. You're not going to plan out. You're not going to plan out three when you don't have two. Sure. But you've, so you've um, never like sat down and been like, man, I think we'd, and I, and so I say this and that, Prior to having kids, right, like, my wife and I would shoot the shit, and I would always be like, yeah, I want five. Very irrational thought on my part. I realize that now. Um, We had Jack, and that went well. He was a super easy baby, and we're like, let's do it again, right? Like, quickly, we want them to be friends and, like, best friends, Um my wife like went so far as to try to like, not actually, but was like designing our family. It'd be great if we had another boy right away and then a girl. And I was like, well, you know, we're just going to have a kid. Yeah. yeah that'd be yeah. cool. Uh, we'll do, we'll do our part. We'll let, uh, yeah. You know. Nature will take its course and we'll see what happens. And then yeah. you know, we had Jocelyn and Jocelyn was just super hard. <clears throat> we were in a hard spot, you know, with my health and my dad and all the shit that was going on. And, um, it was a shit storm. It was a shit storm. That's how you would define that moment yeah, of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, like, neither of us enjoy, like, we're able to enjoy it and all that stuff. And it was like, let's put this whole idea on pause for a little while. And then we got out of baby phase and we're like, well, I think we're done. <laughs> yeah. You know, we had a whoops um, at one point. Uh, unfortunately, you know, like, that one, that pregnancy didn't see its way through. But, um, yeah, like, you know, I, I'm just, I'm older. I don't think I want to go back to that phase. But we definitely had those conversations. So it, you guys have never talked about it, right? That's, a, that's why. I mean, there's been, I mean, we've, we've talked about three. We've talked about, we've talked about two. But, yeah, to be honest with you, it's like, uh, all right, we got Luca. Thank God. You know, let's, let's uh, try to plan as much as you can and let's try for another and, that's kind of where we're at now and, and, and hopefully that happens. But yeah, I think you just, you don't accept, but you're just grateful for what you got. I mean, I think you can attest for to that, sure. right? You don't have five, but you'd never change your family for, for the world. No, absolutely, man. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So how, uh, as you're generally thinking about this, like how long are y'all theoretically trying to wait before you have, before you potentially add, to this unit yeah i don't know uh yeah we're we're in the uh we're in the jesus take the wheel stage i guess okay you know, we're not, we're, <laughs> good for you we're, uh, 
we're just we're just rolling here, Jeffrey. Hey, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah. Well, good luck. <laughs> you know, Appreciate God you. willing, and yeah, man. Hopefully, uh, another beautiful McQueen is on the way sooner rather than later. That'd be uh, cool. Um, you briefly mentioned like losing your dad, albeit a very passing comment. And it's something we haven't talked about a lot. And you, you briefly, you've mentioned it, you know, a couple times when we're playing and you've even sent me a text, like from one, you know, dadless dad to another man, you know, yada, yada, yada. And so I just, you know, I'd love to hear more or as much as you're willing to talk about that. Like, I think my first question would be like, when, when did that all go down with you and your life? Where were you at? Like what stage of your life were you at, man? Yeah. Yeah. We really haven't dove into the details, which is too bad for how often we talk every week. Uh, but it's also the great part of this, you know, yeah. this, this tool that you got here. So yeah, I was, uh, I was 15. I was a freshman in high school. Um, he didn't, he didn't have cancer or anything like your dad, um, that your dad did. Uh, I was just a sudden thing. It was a blood clot. Oh. I was sitting in, I was sitting in science class. Um, and my principal at the time, who was my dad's best friend and family friend, uh, bust into class. And he said, you know, we, we got to get out of here. We got to go right now and preface the story by, I mean, I was, I was a, shithead of a student so i was like god damn it what did i do i don't i didn't you know i didn't yeah. do anything wrong what do i gotta go to the what do i gotta like, go to the office for um but yeah we were hightailing it and we went to his car and then i was like what uh this isn't this isn't allowed I'm not, I'm not supposed to go to your car yeah <laughs> are you kidnapping um, me but no he kind of he kind of painted the picture for me a little bit I have a younger sister who's um, was at the middle school at the time. Again, small town, so we just zipped over, zipped over her, picked up the picked her up, and there really wasn't a word said to the hospital until we were walking to the hospital doors. That principal, who I call him principal, but he was my head football coach, and he was like my dad's best friend and family friend. He just goes, "You're about to grow up a lot faster than you than you should have," and those words have always stuck with me. Um, you know, since I was 15 and went in and we sat in a little room and our, our, yeah, just with me and my sister and him. And yeah, that was it. That was it. He had a blood clot in his lung. Tough old dude drove himself to the hospital. Didn't feel right. And, you know, unfortunately didn't make it, but God damn dude. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. So yeah, like, I mean, you know, no warning. <laughs> yeah, no warning. And I've thought about that. Uh, I don't know what would be what would be better, right? A situation like yours or a situation like mine. I had a friend of three months after that that lost his mom to cancer. So I kind of I've always kind of thought about that. And I think the reality is they both just fucking suck. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's no way to get around it. A hundred percent, man. And I mean, yeah, I've talked to. I, it's another thing I've gained from doing this and talking to my friends because I always had those thoughts because to me, my experience was the worst that you could possibly have. Right. And or when I was, yeah. When I until you learn about another. Yeah. Correct. Right. And, you know, talking with my buddy, Matt and, you know, 
his experience of losing his brother on unexpectedly, you know, hearing you, you know, but then also like talking to my buddy Brad, who actually has tried to deal with some of the fucking trauma in his life. Right. And getting a professional's opinion and that trauma's trauma, you know, yeah. and it's, it's natural to, to sort of compare it, but there is no equal unequal. It's just trauma, you know, and it's hard no matter how you cut it. But yeah, yeah I've like, heard, I've heard that, right. Like your, your brain doesn't know where your trauma comes from. All it knows is that, wow, that was awful. Yeah. That was, that was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so you said it was in his lung. Yeah. I had a blood clot in his lung. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, so I had a blood clot, not definitely not trying to make this about me, but yeah, when I had mine, like they were like, good thing you came in. Cause really? it can break loose and travel and it up, travels. Yeah. up to your lung. And that's what and, happened. You know, it's like what? a light switch going off. I was like, are you shitting me? And they were like, how long have you been dealing with it? And it was when I was going through all my shit. They're like, how long, how long has it been like this? I was like, I don't know, four or five days. They're like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. Take my, take my wow. pants off. Like my leg looked like a fucking hot dog, bro. So and, is your leg. Okay. Yeah. It was down okay. to my calf. And I had like, you know, those, uh, like physio rollers that you can hold with your yeah. hand. I was taking that and just grinding. I thought I just like pulled my calf, just grinding on it. And then I get to the hospital. I thought you were cramping up. That's what I thought, man. I get to the hospital and they're like, you lucky son of a bitch. Like, you're so lucky you didn't break that shit loose. Yeah. And like, because it would have been like a matter of minutes. I was like, holy shit. So, yeah, man, like, fuck, that sucks. I'm super, super sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not how I would have painted things. Right. I would like, I'd like my daughter and hopefully future kids to know who he was, but at the same time, you know, it, it's, God, I don't know. I don't want to sound heartless and I'm not like I've dealt with this shit and I'm still going through this shit and you're going through your shit, but I've, I've really been the past couple of years, instead of focusing on, you know, the, the decades that I'm not going to have with them. Some people don't get any good years with their dad at all. Sure. Right. I got 15, so I'm going to take that and I'm going to tell my kids all about him and we're going to go from there. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. Like, and that, as you said, like you wish that they'd meet him. Right. But you know, in my, like, Jack gets to talk about grandpa, grandpa Rod, even though he doesn't fucking remember him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, he was yeah. six months old when he passed away. He talks about him and there's, we have pictures, you know, to Jocelyn and she's like, I wish I met grandpa Rod. And I'm like, well, you know, what do you want to know about him? Right. And I tell her stories and like, that's how they, that's how they learn about them. Um, you know, and in a super morbid way, and I hate saying this like out loud. I feel like they know more about my dad who is not with us than they do about their grandpa who is. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think you got a great point there, you know, because in, in all reality, you, you can, it's not like you're making up superhero stories, but you can make your dad, whoever, 
you want him to be to them. Sure. Right. Like you can't, I mean, it's it. And you're, yeah, like I said, you're not making up stories, but you can give it all to him. You can give it all to him. And there's, there's, yeah, there's no negative there. I mean, to be honest, like he was competitive and he was, you know, he, he got on you and stuff like that, but. I think that's a great point. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Well, and like, and honestly, from like their perspective, they just, they ask questions about my dad. Whereas they don't ask any questions about, you know, Papa. Yeah. They just know him, you know? Yeah. And, um, and as a, as a, you know, my dad was around, his dad was around growing up. Honestly, it was the same for me. I never like asked questions about him. Unfortunately, uh, I only ever knew what was you know partially shared, and that's just because you're a dumb kid. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, ask. I mean, it's it's human nature. You take it for granted. They're there. They're there. They're going to be there. I can't see that my life without them not there. So we're just going to keep on rolling. Right. Yeah. Like they don't think about like that possibility, and then oh, here's this figure that I've never met that you know my dad talks about a lot and so they'll ask questions you know in Mm -hmm. which yeah obviously would much rather have had them meet him you know and have him had the opportunity to meet them because I know when he got to meet Jack like it rocked his fucking world um especially since we named Jackson after him um like Jack's middle name is Rodney which was my dad's um that's awesome and he was he was, you know, it's the most emotional I've ever seen that man, you know, yeah. and I'm sure there was like a lot of realization going on now, like looking back, like in his head, knowing the end is near. Right. And yeah. so it was super, he was super grateful for that. Um, yeah. So fuck man. So like, uh, it's awesome. It's awesome, dude. It's great. I know. Mean, he also, I mean, then he also knew that, like, yeah, my, yeah, this, my oldest son, yeah, I did, I did right by. I meant enough to him that he would, he would name his firstborn right from me. I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's incredible. That's great. So, you know, like beyond the obvious, right, of holy shit, this sucks. Like, wh- how did you, even remotely try to process this as a 15 year old? Uh, I went and I drank a bunch and I smoked a bunch of weed and I got caught and got placed on probation for a year. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't my brightest moment, but I got it out of the way and you know, it's not my record anymore. So it's a good thing I did it early, I guess. Right. (laughs) Right. Brother. Like, I wish, I mean, I wish I could say that I handled it like a man and I, you know, and I, I went on and took care of my mom and my sister, but I didn't No, I made, I made their life way harder than it should have been at that point. Sure. Right. I, I had, I was a freshman. I was really close with all the seniors in, in that class, I mean, the parties they went to, I went to and, um, Yeah drank and and smoked and eventually it caught up with me and one of my friends the the friend who lost his mom um so we really put our parents our single parents in uh a world of hurt there not proud of it yeah not proud of that at all well 
I'd like to say chalk it up to being a stupid kid, right? But that's essentially the same fucking path I took. You know, I went from casually drinking every day to heavily. Yeah. So it's not, you know, I, be a man, you know. Um, I think that's what we do a lot of times or a lot of people resort to, you know, trying to mask it. Right, you know, self-medicate, whatever you want to fucking call it. Super destructive I, behavior. <laughs> I mean, disappear, do whatever you got to do. Yeah, absolutely. And that can look, yeah, that can look like a ton of different things, not just not just substance. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, that's what I did, and got caught. You know, got got placed on probation. Here is a. So that would have been, I got caught in July. I was um, ineligible for the next football season, few, first few games. That stung, ineligible, because I was in Iowa, so we our, our school team is during the summer. We didn't have Legion necessarily. Yeah. Which I which I like, but that's a different conversation. Um, it, uh, yeah, that stung. That stung. Um, but it was a huge wake up call. Sure. Yeah. So, so when you get that wake up call, (laughs) once you got, get that out of your system, like what's, what's the path been forward for you? What's that path like been like since, right? Do you like, how do you try to process that? If at all? Yeah. I mean, I think it's ongoing and I think you'd attest, attest to that. Like I'm, I'm what I'm 12 years. I'm over a decade out from it happening and I'm still, you still deal with it. And I'm to the point now where I just am like, all right, I'm always going to be dealing with it. It's not, uh, it's not something that, you know, you're going to wake up from and be like, okay, dad's gone, but I'm okay. It's, it's like, and I'm okay, but, you know, you're just dealing with it. It's, it's, it's brutal. No matter when you're, when a parent's taken from you, mm-hmm. um, when a parent's taken from you, a piece of you is, is gone, no matter how you paint it. So yeah. Um, honestly, I, I leaned on my wife at the time, which was not my wife at the time, but it was the same gal. We started dating, whatever that looks like in seventh grade. I was basically just meant talking at school and, you know, holding hands when we weren't supposed to and writing letters. Um, <laughs> yeah. Writing letters. Um, but, uh, yeah, it sounds weird, but leaned on her as a 16 year old and really haven't stopped, stopped leaning. Um, pretty corny, uh, but she's definitely my rock. You've said it here with you, with Jen. I mean, she's, she's got me through a lot of shit. Um, got a pretty strong faith um, and God too. So I've been, you know, fine tuning that and finding out who I am as a man too, all wrapped up using coaching to, to work on that. And, but honestly, I mean, I, I, to be truthful, podcasts like you and Ben's and just hearing other people's perspectives about a wide variety of things has been huge for me too. I mean, that's within the year, right? You just started this gig. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been good. Yeah. All of those things combined, I guess. So you, you guys met in middle school. 
Well, let me tell you how I got her. This was preschool. She walked right behind me. <laughs> and we've only seen each other's faces, Jeff. Imagine what this keister looks like. That's how I reeled her in. Nice. It was the it was the tush. Hey, you got to use what you got, right? Whatever works. Whatever works. You know. So, yeah. You know, small town. We fell in love in a hopeless place. Just ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Rihanna, speaking your language. Yeah, I was, I was, you know what? Hey, listeners, if we were on the headset, meaning if we were playing right now, Jeff would have hit that note. He would have went right up there. Mm-hmm. He won't now. He won't now. No. We'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave him alone. I got to save my uh, wildly horrible singing voice for special occasions. And that's uh, on a closed party chat. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Not There's broadcast to the, to the universe. So yeah. You guys have been together for how long? Married or? Well, let's just call it together. Seventh grade? I mean, since that, uh, there was a lost year there where, you know, you know, you, you, I didn't have a car. She wanted to get around. I had a moped. Sick. I couldn't provide for. I couldn't provide for. I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I guess. Uh, soft, I'll call it sophomore year. Sophomore year in high school. Congrats, man! Like, good for you guys. Yeah, yeah. one of those, one of those weird things. But certainly, the yeah. Aside from Luca, the greatest, greatest thing ever in my life, for sure. Right. Yeah. And just super supportive of you in a tough spot. And like, yeah. And at a young yeah. age it, too, like, goddamn, And continues to be for sure. Yeah. And she's a teacher too. She is. Yeah. She's a teacher. She's a teacher and actually loves her job and is incredible at it. So, <laughs> <laughs> And you don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. Are we diving into that, or we are we? Might as well. It came up. Let's talk about it. It came up. Yeah, yeah. um, So you're you're you you're you're um, endeavoring on some potential new and a new adventure in your life, right? The next chapter of Daltonius Jabronius. I just made that up. Um, Yeah. So. So as you explained, right, like you just kind of, you know, your, your school board, your, you know, whomever, principal, whatever, like came to you and was just like, look, like, the, you know, district's going through some budget cuts. we got some options here. Like, what are your thoughts? What do you want to do? Was that out of the blue? That was, yeah. The, the schedule changes and things, that, that was out of the blue. Um, I mean, they still offered me the full, a full-time social studies positions and things like that, but. Yeah, I think it was the final like wake up. Like, hey, I really don't want to be here enough to to do this. So, and you know, any any gig is tough to go through halfway, but teaching is really really hard to go through halfway. Like, you, it's 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 real tough. I I couldn't imagine like I couldn't imagine right um, being a teacher. You know, my mom's an educator. You are your wife. Um, you know, one of my one of my good friends up here is an educator, and it, you know, I could like I just relate it to being a parent. Like being a parent's hard enough, 
right? And, like, their little friends are over and, like, trying to deal with them. Like, I couldn't imagine a classroom full of kids that are not mine not, wa- not wanting to listen to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you perfectly summed up uh, education since COVID, I would say. Honestly, it's it's it hasn't been... It hasn't been fun. It sounds like my personal hell. Right. And I'm, I'm not, I don't want anybody to misconstrue it. I'm not a, a that teacher that says, Oh, pay teachers more, feel bad for us. We're going to have a parade and make signs and everybody should, you know, hike our wages. There are benefits of being a teacher. You don't work in the summer. Sure. You have awesome breaks. Like it's, there's so many great things, right? Sure. Um, but yeah, those, those benefits just don't outweigh the, the cons for me anymore. So yeah, I resigned taking a leap of faith here and hopefully something (laughs) breaks my ball. Yeah. So, and that, what's interesting, right? Because we talked about this a little bit, right? Like that's the, that's the great, it's not a secret. It's just part of life, right? Is everything is a balance of what are the pros versus the cons? What am I getting out of this versus what I'm putting into it? And as you meant, right. Teachers aren't paid enough. Like in my opinion, they're just not like for what we ask them to do. Any age uh, probably gets harder as they get older. Cause the kids are more opinionated and bigger shitheads. Um, as I can attest to, cause I was one. Same. Yeah, I said it already. Absolutely. Um, so you're, you're kind of, you're at this point, you you get put in this position where you're asked to make a decision. As you've mentioned, I'm going to take a leap of faith. What's going through your head? Like when you're doing that, like, Oh shit, like, what am I going to do? Or is this exciting? Like what's, what's your thought process through that? I think, yeah, I think all of it, right? Like it, as soon as I came home, talked to Marty about it. Um, and we really just got to it. Like I'm, I'm done. Like it was a huge weight taken off like a huge weight. Like I felt relief, like the ultimate relief. Um, and it's great. Like I, I don't regret it at all being said I have turned in my letter and like my contract's done at the end of the year. I'm, you know, come August, I'm not getting paid anymore from, from the school. Um, I don't regret it a bit, but at the same time, a realist in me is like, well, shit, dude, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta find something. And that's a tricky timing about it. It's February. I can't work till June. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so just being patient through that, I guess is, is tricky figuring that out, but yeah, all of it, all of it but also exciting for sure exciting absolutely i'm excited i'm excited right and you know we talked about this like it's like man what do you want to do because you do have some time and admittedly and i've been guilty of this like that it goes by super quick uh if you're not intentional about it you know like where are you thinking you want to try to to go are there industries you want to try to explore or, you know, I don't care what I do. I just want to work from home. That's a big thing now. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've learned. I've learned. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to work Fridays so I can hop 
on afternoon vids with my brother-in-law, right? Like whatever oh, it may man. be, right? Like, I don't know. Like, what are you looking, what are you looking for? Uh, and or exploring. Yeah. So, I mean, I talked to you and Ben for hours, I think the night of like the night I made that decision. Is that right? Am I right in that? Yes. Like, you it are. was that night. Okay. <laughs> and at that point you had asked me the same question and I didn't have answers at all. Um, and I don't know that I have any better ones now, but I've obviously had time to think about it. And I've always kind of measured success on how successful I can make other people. Right. I think that's what teaching is or it should be. Um, so some type of, whether it's a customer success role from like a, you know, software as a service type deal or, I don't know, setting people up to be in the best position that they can be with the skills that I have and the skills that I can develop, I guess, is is where my broad area is focused at. With the coaching, with the teaching, right? Um, it's very much like uh, training slash management level. And that's in my opinion, right? I, I came from an industry. My previous job was a very niche industry, uh, and I was always looking for unique perspectives on things. And to me, someone who has been a teacher and is a coach, like things like, like that's a, an incredibly valuable skill, be, especially in today's workforce, because holy shit. Like, you know, I mean, we've talked about, and we talked about it that night, right? Like, yeah, school can be crazy in trying to deal with all the personalities. Well, it's amplified when you get into a a company, you know, with 20,000 employees, you know, that's obviously diverse, um, people of all ages, you know, men, women, all sorts of shit, right? And so, like, being able to lead is no longer as simple as it once was. And and I don't mean that negatively. Yeah. I really don't like that's, it's a good thing. Um, because I was coached in one fashion and it never spoke to me, you know, and that's how the military was. It's one way. Mm -hmm. Um, I was able to succeed, but I never responded to that that old fashioned way, right? And right. you're you're adaptable. Like you adapted to what had to, yeah, be done. I had yeah. I had some. I'm gonna do my shit no matter what you you're saying to me. You know, like I I never responded to being yelled at. I just it, okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> you right. know, um, I was very much. I feel like I was very much ahead of the curve. Like man, relate to me. And I'll respond to you, right? And yeah. that's how so many organizations, that's what organizations are looking for now. And, you know, the the old leaders of, hey, guys, get this shit done. You know, they're just not successful anymore. So people who have that background that you have, I think are incredibly valuable in today's workforce. Uh, and that's just my professional experience and what I've done. Yeah, yeah, I mean, hopefully that, Translate through a res- through a resume. We'll so, see. And and that's God. And that's the other fucking trick, man. Yeah, uh, that's tough. That's 
speaking that language and speaking that bullshit to get through. Um, yeah. But you'll do it. I have, I have no doubt, like, you'll do it. And you know, like, you've got resources, obviously locally with the people you know locally, but all, you know, also through your friends and whatnot that, dude, shoot me your resume. I'll fucking, I'll look at it. I'll fine-tune that bitch and make sure all those keywords are in there. <laughs> the buzzwords, the corporate lingo. You know what? Yeah, I've, that'll probably happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? That'll like, probably happen. As crazy as it is, that's the stupid shit that you need, though, right? To like, I know it. To break through. But exciting as hell. Yeah, no, it, yeah, make no doubt. I'm, I'm pumped. Um, again, shout out, shout out, Marty. Shout out, my wife. Just totally supportive. It's, I know, I mean, I'd be scared shitless if I was in her position, but she's, she's great. Women are great. We got great women in our life, Jeff. You know that? Uh, I heard that. I heard that, my man. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Well, hey, I got a couple more things that I'm going to drop on you. All right. Thanks to a last-minute, in-the-moment text message. Is it right? So a couple more things about Dalton. All right. Super OCD about his garage and his car being spotless. Is this accurate? True or false? That's absolutely. Like, yeah, that's absolutely true. Is that Ryan or is that my wife? Who's, who's texting that? It might have come from Ryan, from your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they got it. They got it. Yeah, no, I vacuum and, and wipe down that thing. Absolutely. Weekly. In the garage? Weekly. Like everything's got its place? Everything's got its place. Yeah, everything. I'm in the garage right now. It's like it's where I like to be. You like to be in your garage. I I find it hard to believe that there's shit laying everywhere. I like to be in my driveway. Okay. My okay. driveway is impeccable, uh, especially in the winter. I'm the guy who chips his ice at the end of the uh, at the end of the driveway. Um, I clear spots for my garbage cans so that they don't sit on my driveway. Um, I will be out there with a hose washing my driveway down. No! Oh, that's so good. That's yeah. so good. No, yeah. So You're I'm that, that way. Guy. Yeah. A hundred percent, dude. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So what do you, all right, let's, let's pause there. We can hit the rest of the points in a moment. What? So like when you go out there with the hose, what's yeah. the initial task? And then like, what's the end goal of washing a driveway? What's that? Well, you just have a little a little, a little smuts on there and then you just decide to do the whole thing or what? Yeah. So I wash my cars a lot. That's a, it's a, it's a fond memory I have with my dad. My dad was like, I'm assuming a bit like you, very OCD about his vehicles. Um, and I used to wash cars with him all the time. And so I washed my truck, you know, in the wife's van, like every weekend and you know, there's dirt, there's suds, um, not to mention the kids, like, you know, they, they draw on it. You know, my daughter's a big chalk, uh, driveway chalk girl, you know, yeah. so she's drawing shit all the time. Four square gets drawn on there. You know, we're going to put a hoop up, you know, so I'm sure some shit will get drawn for like a lane. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of start and then I'm like, you know what? No, I got to do the whole thing. I can't just do a quarter of it. Uh, and so I start at the back and. Yeah, sometimes I get out the pressure washer. Oh no! So is that a, is that a top is that a top fifteen beer then? A pressure washer driveway beer? 
It could be a hundred percent, man. Like I definitely have a beer in my hand when I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm that guy. That's great. I am that That's guy great. without a doubt. Um, yeah, my drive, my garage, I used to be kind of OCD about it, but then my kids are not, and I'm not going to fight that battle anymore. Yeah. Older I, kids will make a difference. Yeah. That right? stall. Yeah. That extra stall is theirs, and they just throw their shit in it. And then when I have to get the lawnmower out, I just throw everything out. And yep. I cuss in silence, right? I swear, <laughs> swear in silence, and uh, and yep. I can mow the lawn. Yeah, it's easier that way. There you go. Absolutely. So do you do you shop back your your garage often? Shop back the garage. Yeah. All right. Once in a while, I'll shop back the cracks. Ooh. I don't know. The cracks in the garage. Yeah. You know where the cement meets. So do you sweep uh, out your So winter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I sweep out my garage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bi-weekly, especially okay. in the winter. Yeah. Especially in the winter. Okay. You live in the city, right? You track in all that all that gravel and chemical. You don't want that. You don't want that where you're, where you're hanging out. You got to get that out of there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, yeah. You're also very particular about your TV volumes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you should have cut it off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you know what? This is good because I know that there's a, I hope if there's anybody listening this far in, there's going to be people that agree with me. Your television volume has to be at least an increment of five, ideally. But if that doesn't suit your fancy, it it must be an even number. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I know I've got flaws, right? But that's that's probably why the couch monster gets me. I'm I'm exhausted at the end of the day because I'm thinking about these things. You know, so like, I respect that. I just got to say this. I respect that, right? I So I'm like that with, like, the temperature in the house. It's got to be on an even number. Okay. Like, you can't have it at 71 or 69 or 67 or 70. 72, 70, or 68, right? Um, yep. My sound bar doesn't have a number. It's just got, okay. it's got lights. Little dials, little lights. Lights yep. that go yep. up or down, right? So I yep. can't really, like, get into that, but I'm in my truck when I turn it, like it goes to 20 or then I'll turn it down to like 16. Right. I'm here with me. I'm very rarely an odd number guy, even though my number in college was seven and my high school numbers, 29, 83, 55, 29, 29, 29. Seven's a baller number. 29. Yeah, no, seven was college. Uh, I also had a personalized license plate that said Heine seven. You, you have. Oh yeah, you were back you when were I was a, the biggest you were just douche. A college, you were a college baller, weren't you? Such a douche. <laughs> <laughs> I admit it. I admit it. <laughs> so good. I admit That's it. So good. All right. Last but not least, and I'll cut this if you want me to. Uh, used to run Marty through home intruder drills to make sure she properly knew how to prep home defense weapons. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Don't cut it. <laughs> Don't cut it. And it, you know what? Maybe this will serve as a warning for anybody that wants to fuck with the McQueen house. <laughs> this is great. 
this is good. No, I'm a firm believer in I got a lot of weapons. And if I have multiple people in the home that know how to run them, that makes the home that much safer. That's it. Impenetrable. I'm not home all the time. I'm not home all the time. Okay. I can't take care of her when I'm not home. A nine millimeter can. That's it. So, so you, you, this is good. This is interest. This is interesting info. So you taught her nine mil. Yes. Because that's all I have. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I got the AR and the shotguns and things like that, but this goes back to my worst case scenario thinking. Yeah. So like I always, I told, I used to travel all the time for work. Um, Basically like gone Monday to Thursday, you know, Monday morning, Thursday night, or like Tuesday to Thursday, sometimes into Friday. And, you know, we had kids around and, you know, didn't live in the best neighborhood at the time. Dark street, uh, busy road. So people could like see us, right? And could see, again, worst case scenario, right? Like why would anybody be watching my, you know, not expensive home in a not nice part of town to rob me? But I was thinking, well, shit, you know, I just don't want anything to happen to my family. So I would always try to tell my wife, like, look, here's the, here's the shotgun. It's sawed yeah. off. <laughs> Right, I've removed most of the barrel. There are six shells in here. You grab the kids. You sit at the end of the hallway if you hear something crazy. And you just have it pointed down the hallway. And if something comes down there, it's just pull, shoot, pull, shoot. You know, like unload that motherfucker. Right, like, and practically, practically, yours is yours is much better because the odds of Marty getting anything with a nine mil is very, very slow. That was my thought. Was <laughs> I'm not going to be able to teach her how to shoot? Uh, you know, because I have a, I had a forty and a forty five. I was like, she ain't gonna fucking hit shit with that. Like, I got to teach yeah. her how to, you know, use a prey and spray weapon. You know yeah, that, or yeah. here's a fucking like bat with nails driven through it that you can swing at somebody, <laughs> right? Like. Something that's yeah. easy to utilize, and and you know, my wife fought me. She's like, no, no, um, I'm gonna hurt myself. I was like, well, honey, <laughs> like think of the alternative, yeah. and we never came to an agreement on that. So kudos to you if Marty actually went through with the training. Yeah, no, I feel yeah, I feel confident with her with a you know one of my one of my bedsides for sure, for sure. I love that. I love that for you guys. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, dude. Listen, we've been going for a while here. So I just want to say thank you for jumping on and sharing. Super awesome. Uh, I feel like I know you a thousand times better now. Um, Yeah, man. It's been fun. Been awesome. Great. It's been good. How did you feel? Your first podcast appearance? It was great, man. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, I can't believe it's been what almost two hours. Holy shit! Do you ever, you ever think you would be on a podcast in your life? Not that this is no. a big podcast. <laughs> no, no, absolutely, absolutely not. I can't no, wait were, for you I mean, to they hear. They were it. foreign. They were foreign to me until God, I don't know, a couple of years ago. Do you ever think you'd be hosting a podcast in your life? I mean, come on. I've been thinking about it for ten years. All right. Well, never mind. As wild as that is. 
I'm glad you made the I'm glad you made the leap. Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan. Been listening to those two for a long time. And yeah. yeah. Been thinking about it for a while. But yeah, no, it's uh it's been fun. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you sharing, cutting open a vein or two or three. Um yeah. and yeah, man, till the next time we hop, which according to your brother in law could be in like 10, Tonight? 15 minutes. So yeah, we jump in tonight. I'm about to grab a beer, I think, and, and head right down the stairs. So see in. Uh, everybody listening, thank you for tuning in. Uh, it means the world to me. Uh, I appreciate being given the opportunity to share my stories, my friends' stories. Tell your friends, like, share, comment, subscribe, do all those things if you can. Um, yeah, and until next time, everybody, be good. 